Blog Talk Radio. Madness. Should have been dreaming about this party I'm having tonight. What's up? I know you're coming through. Yeah. What you got? Nothing but California love, baby. <laughs> what? It's all good. Right. Meet me at the cop to swap meet. I got to get some gear. Um, Just meet me at the swap meet. I'll see you then. I got to take care of something real quick, man. I'll meet you up there. All right. <laughs> California Welcome to another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the geek girl's perspective, and I am the head huntress, but this isn't an ordinary episode of Sexy Witches. No, first of all, we're not in our same bat time or our same bat channel. We're on a Thursday night live, live as it is July 12th, 2018. And exactly one week from today will be the official opening of San Diego Comic-Con International, the geek mecca, the mecca for all geeks. All geeks must travel to San Diego Comic-Con once or die trying. And, well, it almost killed me, die trying, but you know what? I am here, I am standing, I am alive. And with me on the other uh, end of the line tonight, my uh, my main sexy witch staff is taking their days a couple days off because we're going to have a lot to talk about in a couple weeks, so it scares the care. But with me is the cuz, Aaron Kogan, my L.A. correspondent, and he is going to do a deep dive, in-depth overview of San Diego Comic-Con as I fly out to not only meet him, and go with some of him and some of his friends, but to experience Geek Mecca, the tr- the place where all geeks must go or die trying. Yeah. So please welcome to the it's- show my cousin, extraordinaire, fandom wizard, Aaron Cogan. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello. So You're excited for this. Oh my God, we are finally here. We've been talking about this for months, of course, behind the scenes, but 
here it is. Yeah. We're in front and center. We're this is it. So uh, and we were talking before, for years before that about you coming out to do this, and finally, the culmination of all those dreams and hopes, the big what? one, San Diego was, International Comic Con. There it, is it no getting, equal. No, there's no equal. I'm starting to learn what I'm getting myself into, and I'm actually already overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I, I was saying earlier, I think there may be too much of a good thing, and you're like, bite your tongue. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get into no all of thing. that really soon. But first, we got a couple of house cleaning things to do. First of all, I'm going. we're going to talk about a very important thing, a trailer dropped yesterday, or day before yesterday, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, and we're also going to do a quick overview of this year's Emmys, because, wow, a lot of genre picks this year, and some that are actually yeah. deserving it, and a few snubs that everyone's going, yeah. so we'll have to talk about that, and also, with us tonight is going to be... Um, We'll try. It's been hit or miss if he can get on the show and his, uh, with his sound, but we're going to try to get him on. This is John Hazel. We're going to bring him on. He's my one of my best friends, and he's going to join us for part of uh, San Diego Comic Con. He's going to do the outside events uh, most on Thursday, Friday, or Friday and Saturday, and he's going to do Sunday with us. So let me bring him on. So excellent. Hello, John Hazel. You're on with the Sexy Witches. Hello there. Hello, welcome. I'm so Hello. glad to hear from you. Can you hear us? Can you? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear Excellent. me? Yes, I can hear yes. you just fine. Okay, all right, sounds good. So welcome, John Hazel. And um, we're not quite getting straight into the talk on San Diego Comic-Con. we got some house cleaning things to do, but I'm glad you're on with us. And just chime in if you have any questions or want to know something. Um, Aaron, Aaron and John Hazel. John Hazel, meet Aaron. You'll get meet in person very soon. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited. So, yeah, um, John Hazel and I were roommates, and we both worked at Morristown National Historical Park together as park rangers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so we've go, we go, we got history. And also, John Hazel can attest to, he is a hardcore Comic-Con nerd. He does New York Comic-Con every year, and he's been doing yep. Otacon for the last two years. So he's been, and he came up to Awesome Con when Sam Lee was here. Um, so he 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 knows his stuff. He knows how to handle himself in a queue line. So, <laughs> but this queue lines are like no other queues, and that's actually one of the things, Aaron. When we get into San Diego, I want to talk about not just about all the cool shit that's happening. I want to learn from a pro because I consider you our San Diego Comic Con pro here because you've been how many years, Aaron? <laughs> Uh, I'm well into the double digits. I'm, let's see. My first one oh, wow. was 76. Uh, then off and on all through the eighties, everyone in the nineties and the aughts. So yeah, uh, I'm guessing probably 30 something. 30 of them. Wow. And, um, uh, John, how long have you been going to New York comic con on this coast? Oh, gosh. Um, give me a moment. It's been several years running now. Um, I have gone... I'd have to count back because I don't remember for sure, but I'd say at least the last five years, if not longer. 
Yeah, so both Gosh. of you guys are seasoned veterans of of, of <laughs> major conning. And I mean, these, yeah. and those are the two largest cons now in the U.S. Matter of fact, New York Comic Con has beat has beat the population of San Diego now two years running. There's been more attendees in New York, um, and that's actually going to come into play in our conversation as well because I've been doing a lot of research. But first, we've got some house cleaning to do. Uh, I wanted to talk um, the Emmys. Because they happened uh-huh. to drop also this morning. So, and actually, the person who wanted to talk Emmys was actually Aaron. Aaron reminded me, uh, we're going to talk Emmys. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we have to watch Emmys. So, so um, we're going to go over the list real quick. And, you know, any standouts. And I want and you guys can chime in on how you feel about things. Um, this year's drama series is actually, if I was going to choose a list, I might switch it up a little bit like, one of the shows I knew that wasn't going to get any notice at all, and it didn't, was going to be American Gods, right? Nobody's going to know it's right. American Gods. There's no American Gods here. And so if I was um, doing drama series, I would probably switch out um, This Is Us for American Gods, but I would leave everything <laughs> else. It's a very good list. Uh, the Americans is hot right now. Um, the, the Crown is hot right now. Game of Thrones. Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, woo! Um, this is yeah. Us and Westworld are the drama series. Honestly, even though I was uh, like joking about this is Us, this is a pretty solid list of shows. Um, Westworld, I don't know if it's really earned its slot completely. I think the second season you. was a little bit of a slog, but at the same time, I really like how they were attempting to try new things and. What makes me laugh the most, though, is my favorite episode the whole season was the one with the ordinary narrative. But, that's, <laughs> you know, but you know, the one with the Native American guy, and he's going through yeah. his story. It is one of the most beautiful, poetic episodes I have ever seen. And it has standalone. It's exposition. It really doesn't need to exist that much. But it mattered. It did matter. It was a good episode. Anyway, but... Westworld, though, the first season was pretty good writing. So, yeah, and this is based on first season. So, we'll give it a pass. But still, it's a pretty good list there. Um, the Magicians, I would like my to point out, switch I would, out. I Go think ahead. It would, be, it would be a good time to point out that, once again, Legion was snubbed. That's I, true. I don't know what the hell. I, uh, guys, and twin, you're watching and the, the same network the room, you're watching Americans on. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you just not getting it? Because, you know, it's on. Critics top mm. ten. I mean, the acting is amazing. I, even some technical awards would be nice, but damn. Uh, the, ma- the magicians Whoops. was overlooked. That's been very popular yeah. and critically acclaimed. And of course, the elephant in the room is Twin Peaks, was only got two nominations, yes. and they were both for and they were both for David Lynch. So I'm hoping that David Lynch wins one of them. But you know, um, now now what really excites me more is that one of my favorite shows on television period or you know or I don't know if you can even call it television anymore. One of my favorite comedy series is Glow. And Glow got nominated for best yes. comedy series. But it's in a pretty darn competitive um uh category because Atlanta which is Donald Glover's big thing is also in there yeah. and that's huge and Barry and Blackish uh, Kirby Enthusiasm I didn't even know there was a new season of that um, the marvelous Mrs. Mazel on Amazon I don't have any idea what that is um, Silicon Valley yeah, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt which I did hear had an excellent second season so uh, 
But you know what? I actually think Atlanta's going to win it. But if Glow upset because Glow's second season is so good and in everybody's memory during voting right now, maybe it could edge mm. it out because everybody is in love with Glow. And, and I am too. It's the, only see, it's the only TV show I have watched where I've binged it in its entirety twice in a row. Now, they're short episodes, but that I actually went through ten full episodes two times in a row. Um, and one of the episodes I watched three times, uh, you know, so I, I, I loved glow season two was so amazingly good. I, I cannot, and I, and this is one thing I want to see you guys. I want you to look for glow cosplay because I have to believe that people are going to start cosplaying, uh, you know, uh, Dallas and, uh, Zoya, the destroyer, you know, I want to, I want to see, I want to see these characters walk around at comic con. I think that would be awesome. I bet money on it. So, yeah. <laughs> Zoya is just a fun character anyways, right? Being an evil communist Russian, which is something that I also get to play in the FP2. It's so much fun. <laughs> you know, it's such a, like, a silly thing to do. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, going back, uh, limited series. I, I, the only one of those shows I've watched was The Alienist, which was okay. Uh, that was that, like, uh, weird gothic dude law, Dakota Fanning, uh, murder mystery, thriller killer thing on TNT. I happened to catch yeah. it when I was at a convention. And it was a mini series. Most of it at once. So um, I don't know any of these other. Do you do you have the list up, at, um, Aaron, on your computer? No, I so don't. So you can follow uh, with I, me. I'm trying to remember if uh, the Terror was nominated or not. No, I do not remember Terror being anywhere on this list. I've mm. already gone through this a couple of times. Um, That's a bit of a snub. The alienist. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people like that too. Uh, the assassination of Gianna Versace, which is all over the place on this on in nominations. Uh, Genius yeah. Picasso, Godless on Netflix, and Patrick Melrose. You see, this is the problem I have with TV. If Erin Marie was on here, she'd know all these shows, and I never knew shit about television. Like I said, I saw one of those series once. I do better. Have you been watching The Handmaid's Tale? I've watched some of it. I haven't committed to it yet. Like I said, even shows I like, it, it's hard to get me to commit to them. So uh, lead actress in a drama series uh, is a very good list. I would say the most competitive list of this category in, in the Emmys this year. you got Claire Foy in The Crown. And then, of course, for you've got to give Tatiana Mazzolani one more nomination for Orphan Black. Hmm. I mean, come on, you got to give it to her. Uh, Elizabeth Moss yeah. for Handmaid's Tale, not surprising in the least she shows up. Sandra Oh, I, I will always give root on Sandra Oh. Okay, I love her killing Eve. Um, Carrie Russell in The Americans, and then Evelyn Rachel Wood in Westworld. So that's what you give Did for Did I drama. hear correctly that Sandra Oh is the first Asian nominated in the acting category? Is that true? Is that correct? I have no idea. I, I, I want to my, fact check my wife, that. you know, Natalie was watching the the Channel Five News, and they're all plugged into the variety and da da da, and they're going on about it. And I swear that's what I thought I heard. Weird. Which is amazing if it's true. 
I've I I worked in a movie theater and they played Double Happiness there and that was the first time I saw Aunt Sandra O oh, and she wrote and directed that movie and it's really good. It's funny. She's and awesome. a lot of people missed it. And but I've been a huge fan of hers ever since. So uh well find that out if you can. Like look it up or something okay. and I'll keep moving forward because I'm, right I'm dying of curiosity. All right. Um lead actor, you got Jason Bateman in Ozark, and you got Sterling K. Brown in This Is Us and Ed Harris in Westwood, and then Matthew Rise in The Americans, and then Milo Venta I always messes up name messes it. Venta Medilla. <laughs> this is us, is that right? But 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 the one that I actually do think should win this category and he's not gonna win it, but I am so glad to see him here because I was seeing it all along and I still think this is true, um, Aaron, even though I'm having issues with Westworld's writing, is Jeffrey Wright as as Bernard is so good. He is the best thing on the show and they gave him a well deserved nomination for Westworld. So shout out to Jeffrey uh, Wright. So uh now lead actress is uh Jessica Beale in the center uh, center, Laura Dern in the tail, Michelle Dokery in Godless, Edie Valco in Law or in Order True Crime the Menendez Brothers, okay. Uh mm-hmm. Regina King, seven seconds, and Sarah Paulson, whoo, American horror story. Hey, we're yeah. getting a shout out. Well, you know. You know what? I don't well, even care what Sarah Paulson's in. I'll just give her all the awards. I, yeah, exactly. Sarah Paulson's awesome. Seriously. Uh, Let her read the uh, phone directory. I'll go see that. We're getting sexy because Antonio Banderas is sexy. And <laughs> <genius>. <laughs> so we got Antonio Banderas. But then yeah, almost as sexy, but for completely different reasons, you got Darren Chris, the assassination of Gianna Versace. So, and then Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Patrick Melrose, and Jeff Daniels, the Looming Tower. Geez, what are these people? John Legend in Jesus Christ Superstar live in concert. Yay. Okay. Um, and then Jesse, this one's actually the one that makes me the happiest, is Jesse Plemons. Uh, nope, you might not like, who is that? He played the Captain Kirk character in USS Callister, the Black Mirror right. episode. So he got nominated for lead actor in a, in a miniseries or movie. So congratulations to him on that. Because that I, I know people who don't even like Black Mirror that have seen that episode. So. Well, you know, they keep talking about spinning that episode off and making a series out of it. I don't yeah, know if that's well, going to move you. forward or not. But they keep threatening it. And I can well, confirm, Sandra Oh is the first Asian actor in that category to be nominated. Well, congratulations. Kind of amazing. But well, well overdue, but congratulations Amen. on the last six. I love Sandra Oh. I'm glad it happened to her. Uh, so, but, geez, really? Okay. It, you know, uh, this diversity issue is, you know, you think about it, it really is an issue. <laughs> People try to downplay oh, so it, but, levels. you yeah. know, it's totally real. Um, yeah. I, I did like reading all the little sub, like some of the sub, like rooms, the little rooms that are all over Comic-Con. There's a lot of diversity panels and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Yes, indeed. Um, so, uh, lead actress in a comedy series is Pamela Aldrin for Be- Better Things and Rachel Brashanahan for The Marvelous Miss Mazel. What the hell is that? Allison Cheney, which uh, it would be interesting because she's up for mom. If she won, that means she'd won an Oscar and an Emmy in the same year. That'd be pretty cool. Would that make her an EGOT? 
I don't think she has a Grammy, but she might have a Tony, right? I don't so know. So it would get her close. It would get her close to EGOT. Um, Issa Rae's Insecure, which I actually think she's probably going to win it, to be honest with Um I do know Insecure. It's a pretty good show. Uh, Tracy Ellis mm. Ross for Blackish and Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie. It's Lily Tomlin. What can you say? Um, and lead actor in a comedy series is Anthony Anders in, Anderson in Blackish. Ted Danson in The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Good Place has one of the hottest panels in Comic Con this year. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. Yeah, no. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, dude. Um, Larry David, who. <laughs> Curb your enthusiasm, Donald Glover for Atlanta. I actually think he's going to win it. Um, Bill, right now, I think Donald Glover could probably like print his own money out of his butt. You know, yeah. I, he, he he can do oh, anything yeah. right now, anything he wants. Bill Hader and Barry, which you know, I love Bill Hader, and then William H Macy. I mean, who doesn't love him? And Shameless. <laughs> so, um, supporting actor, my boy Nikolai Coaster Waldo of Game of Thrones. Yay! Woo! I love him and Jamie, of course. <laughs> Maybe he's my, my favorite characters. Uh, Peter Jinklage, of course, for Game of Thrones, because you got to. Yeah. And then, like, um, Mandy Patinkin for Homeland, because you got to, you know, Mandy Patinkin's Homeland. But and then. Again, my girl, Amelia Clark, yet again, nothing. With. Well, I mean. She's all right. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I will get to. I actually, the Daenerys person. Stormborn, you know, last of her yeah, nominated they, name. What the hell, man? I actually think that they're – we'll get that in the next category in a minute because I, I agree with their okay. choice over her. Um, but uh, okay. getting back to uh, the last three names are huge on this list. you got Matt Smith in Crown and Joseph Fiennes in The Handmaid's Tale. And then running up the, behind all these other guys, and I'm kind of rooting far uh, on, is David Harbour of Stranger Things. I yeah. really, really would love to see him win. He's not going to win. But it is great okay. to see David Harbour get nominated because he deserved it. He, He's, tweeted, he holds the show together. Go ahead. Oh, so true. He, he tweeted, uh, if I win, it's only going to be because of the uh, the great generosity of my fellow cast members and, you know, the, the, that kind of typical thing. And then he said, mm-hmm. if I should have the honor of winning, I'm going to take a blowtorch to the award and each one gets their piece of it. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> He's so happy. All right. He's cool. Uh, so, he is cool. Oh that. yeah. I love him. And- I'm, yeah, I do. David Harbour. And he's he, he might be making a surprise appearance somewhere in Comic-Con, but there's no confirmation yeah. yet. Uh-huh. Because yeah. uh, he's he's in some big We've got superhero Hellboy on the property. horizon. Yeah, that's, yep. that's right. It's Hellboy. I keep forgetting it's Hellboy. It's he Hellboy. Was something big. Fucking Hellboy. Okay. A new, Supporting- darker Hellboy. Oh, like they were. Oh, I won't even go there. Okay, let's just move on. We're not talking Hellboy. <laughs> we're not gonna. Mike Mignol. Go. That's Comic Con talk. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> Lena Henley leads off the next category, supporting actress in a Game of Thrones. And I will say, Lena Henley is all. Henley is always like solid, no matter what she does. But I will say, I think even though I had issues with the final, the current season of Game of Thrones, she was the best thing about it. She was on point her the whole episode. Every, every yeah. single moment she was on screen for the whole series. Uh, you know, she just blew me away. And whoever was dressing her, 
Oh my God, did she look amazing? <laughs> and, you know that black dress well, that she wore for most of it. Woo! Well, so. there was that one thing where it looked like she borrowed Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation uniform. That, well, that's that was not her uh, fault. Yeah. I like yeah, no, I like no. most of her outfits. That was the military outfit. Hmm. Anyway, we'll keep going. Because Millie Bobby Brown, woohoo, Stranger Things, to 11, as we know. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, <laughs> uh, The Crown, and Yvonne y- Stravowski for The Handmaid's Tale. Alexis Bledel, The Handmaid's Tale, and Dowd for The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, everybody in The Handmaid's Tale might as well get a nomination. And then Sally Newton is bringing up the rear in with Westworld, and I will say Tandy Newton was the best thing about Westworld uh, in the first season, so it makes total sense that she's there. Uh, yep. And then we got a supporting actor comedy series, Bryant Ira Henry, Atlanta, Henry Winkler for Barry, Louis Anderson for Basket, Alec Baldwin, Keanu Thompson, and Tony Shalhoub, uh, no, Keenan Thompson are both for Saturday Night Live. Tony Shalhoub is for this marvelous Mrs. Maisel thing that I have no idea what it is. And then Michelle, Titus yeah. Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So a uh, pretty good list. It kind of stuck in the late 80s with the people's names. But, you know, we'll get Yeah, but come on. Alex uh, Baldwin playing Trump nominated. That's well, it's kind true. Of awesome. It's true. I mean, he was pretty funny, so and he's very good at it. Um, supporting actress in a comedy series, uh, Z- uh, Zazie Beats for Atlanta, and then my girl Betty Gilpin, who plays Liberty Bell in Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Woohoo! Betty Gilpin's up for a nomination. I'm so happy. And even though it only lasted three episodes, somehow Lori Metcalf for Roseanne. Is it just because everyone yeah. loves Lori Metcalf? Because everyone loves Lori Metcalf, so she's she got in there. Um, and Aiding Bryant for Saturday Night Live, as it is Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon, all for Saturday Night Live. Alex Morstein for the marvelous Maisel thing, and then Megan Mullally for Will and Grace. We're stuck in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> So we keep going because Jeff Daniels is in Godless and Brian Victor Dixon, Jesus Christ Superstar, which keeps, and then all these guys are in the Versace movie. Like, they just nominated them all. Ricky Martin, Edgar Ramirez, and Finn, Finn uh, Whitrock are all there. And then, like, Michelle, I don't even know his name, Sir Bob Bloomingtown. And then it goes John Legozamo. Like, like these, these names are just crazy all over the place. So anyway, I'm done reading because I don't want to keep going because it, it just keeps going and going. The other, other thing I would just say that um, Diana Rigg is up for Game of Thrones for um, guest actress in a drama for, for the Queen of Thorns, and I thought that was awesome. And Variety Sketch series Drunk History was up, is up for that. And I, I, I do watch Drunk History. So, matter of fact, I was watching Junk History right before air. So, <clears throat> is there anything? I, I, I went really fast to the end because I don't want to read anymore and I want to keep moving on. I was going to give this 15 minutes and it's been 27. So, um, do you have any uh, have, Do you have any uh, things that I should not have I missed or I should make sure? I should remind people that um, David Lynch is up for Tin Peaks in two categories. Uh, um, and uh, Rick and Morty is also up for animated animation. So, um, <laughs> but that so it wasn't a full sub for for Twin Peaks because David Lynch was direct, directing 
and I think writing. Be no. surprised. Um, you know, and I'm sure Lynch might even win one of them because people are going to be like, why didn't Lynch get a nominee? You know, there's a <laughs> lot of people that are. Uh, there's a Twin Peaks panel too, actually. Just so you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So anyway, if there's a full list, you want to read it, go on log, and you can find it. I'm sure everyone will find it. But anyway, is there any other things we should mention before we move on? Um, oh, and the Diffler brothers are also up for writing and directing for Stranger Things. So we'll see. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed for Stranger Things too. It was a really, really good second season. Yeah, it really question is it memorable. Like I said, I think Glow actually has a chance to might actually surprise somebody with a couple of its nominations because right now it's fresh in people's heads. So, um, and it was so fucking good. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, we'll see. But there's, you know, like that Fahrenheit 451 movie is also up for a nomination. A lot of people like that. Yeah. You know, there's. Yeah. You know, I was I not impressed with it. the. Eh. I'll let you see it first before we talk. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, so, so before we get on, one more thing. Um, as you, as everyone may know, that I was in a movie. I shot a movie in November, as we keep talking, called the the sequel to the FP, which is the Fraser Park movie, <laughs> and it was. This is the FP two Beats of Rage. And right after I was, I went on I, Tuesday. We did a repo nerds, and right after air. I hung up, they dropped the trailer for the FP, so I couldn't even tell the people on the radio that I had actually my trailer dropped. <laughs> but the trailer dropped, so it's been going around, it's been, you know, redditing and doing its thing, posting and everything, and uh, if you go, if you go, look for, if you go to YouTube and go Beats of Rage trailer, it'll come right up. It's been going viral. Yeah. If you click to about 50 seconds in and look under JTRO's Left shoulder, uh, you know, uh, left side to the left of Jatro under his armpit, you will see a communist girl yelling. That's me. <laughs> That's awesome. My evil communist, uh, my, not Zoya. Uh, Zoya got some way better costume. I just have a cute beret. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. My, but uh, it's kind of my gorgeous ladies of wrestling character, but it's a dance, dance revolution character. Anyway, so. Go look at the trailer. Go see me. You'll see my fuzzy face for fifty in, in second fifty or fifty seconds in. Uh, and the trailer itself is pretty fun. And there is a rough cut. And I know people who have seen it. I can't say anything more than that. But it does exist. There is a real. The, the movie is done and it's in the can. It, I don't know if we have a hard lock on it yet, but it's close. And by Christmas, it should be out for everyone to see. Hooray! Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm so happy because, you know, it, it's been sitting on this for, what, since November, and it's, it's a now really July. Fun it is. It's very silly. The movie is going to be very silly, mm-hmm. but it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's going to look fantastic. I mean, the cinematography, we got... Well, the guy that's holding the camera is one of the best in the world, and it's not an exaggeration. He really is one of the best in the world. And he directed a hatchet three, um, BJ McDonald. And then of course, Jason Trost and his whole family, Sarah and Brandon are this like prodigy family who started in special effects with their father. So, you know, there's just so much good stuff going on behind the scenes in these movies. (laughs) So, uh, great. But anyway, 
we'll worry about that a little closer in towards the end of the season of Sexy Witches because right now we've got some serious talking about. I'm going to take a 30-second mm-hmm. break. Okay, so how? Let's before we do that, though, I'm going to leave it to you guys first, how we want to structure this. Do we want to talk about outdoor stuff first and then the schedule, or do we want to do the schedule first the outdoor talk might be faster because the schedule is going to be a bit of a deep dive. I'm easy. You're easy. That's not an answer. Yeah, either <laughs> <way>. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? Let's start with the outside shit first because okay. um, a lot of that's going to have some repeat stuff in it, right? And then and then we'll go into the actual, um, you know, the the actual schedule and. And, and I want to let people know, no, no, we're not going to read every single room. I have highlighted the ones that stood <laughs> out to me. And anything that I missed, um, you know, Aaron can, because I'm sure Aaron's been, he's been super busy lately, but he's, you know, because life gets in the way sometimes of our geekery. Uh, but I'm sure he's been looking at shit, figuring out what also he wants to do. And he's a seasoned pro. Oh, yeah. He knows where to look. Oh, yeah. He knows how to do these ticket lottery things and all these weird rules <laughs> that everybody has. And this room uses a lottery. This room uses a cue system. This room, you put have to stand on your head for 10 minutes and wave oh. around and sing a song. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Kind of true. Anyway, all right. So we're going to take a 30-second break um, for repo nerds and um and listen which if you want to listen to we just dropped an episode on tuesday about the brian usner movie 1989 society it's an ooey gooey classic i highly recommend neither one of us has seen it so it was kind of a fun um, time even though our grammar is terrible and the sound was just acting up uh, blog talk anyway we'll be right back Oh, well, I thought we'd be right back. I lied. Let's try this again, shall we? Sound problems. Well, we'll be right back. Loud Sound Productions, in association with the Sexy Witches Pre-Sons. Repo Nerds, the podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure. Restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. A live, interactive experience. Thursdays at 10 p.m., on Blog Talk Radio, with your host, writer, Token Tom Clark, and the head huntress, archivist, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. cousin here, Aaron Kogan, is going to pick me up from the airport that night, and I'm very thankful for that, and then probably, probably, maybe, (laughs) we'll see, Uh, but then we're going to go up to, or down to San Diego from his house 
um, on the next day. My good sir here, Aaron Kogan, has tickets to all four days, including Boogie Nights. So, congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. Yeah, I've gone a couple years where I only got the lame-ass, no offense, lame-ass Thursday and Sunday tickets. And really, the generally speaking, the badass panels are Fridays and Saturdays. But and this year, for me, that that's, uh, that's the bright spot. I mean, I, I love all the stuff that is Comic Con. I love the outside experiences that have grown so big in the past few years. I love chasing down exclusive merchandise. I adore seeing all the really cool and fun. Uh, cosplay going on, and I can't wait for that. Honestly. Bumping into That's, celebrities. Oh. I, I mean, you know, bump literally, literally bumping into uh, George R. R. Martin saying, "Hey, is it okay if I get a picture with you?" Where else can you do that? Comic Con, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. Um, so I will. While he's in, when we're gonna start with outside events, I've decided. And um, while he is in preview night uh, looking at stuff, which after preview night, I was thinking we might do a Facebook Live update with, with what you saw, okay. uh, which might be really fun. So we can keep it kind of interactive. But um, there's the, the party has already started in San Diego. Um, last month, a Mythbusters opened up the Mythbusters Experience exhibit, and it's going to run through the end of July, so it's an interactive exhibit, and as most people know, Mythbusters and Adam Savage in particular are always very, very hands-on at Comic-Con, so, uh, you know, you can go see their exhibit. That's one of the things that's happening, Um, and Wednesday, but the party starts on Wednesday. It's very, it's small, but it's there, you know. Um, You know, Dragon Ball Z is going to do their North American tour, and they're there for the duration of Comic-Con. Uh, so yeah. that's one of, there's lots of recurring things like that. There's a, uh, script collections, Odyssey's heroes and, and, uh, they're going to be there the whole time as well. Um, and then, uh, FYE has a pop-up shop. So if you want to buy records, there's going to be a big vinyl record thing there too. Right on Horton Plaza, by the way, which is where one of the, uh, uh big panels, the Horton showroom I believe it's called. You know better than I do, Aaron. I'm just learning the pla- these name pla- the names of these places. So Horton, <laughs> bear Horton with Plaza. Me. Horton Plaza, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Stan Lee's Comic Kazi, which is is going to have an artist alley outside of San Diego Comic Con. So there's going to be yeah. an artist alley. That's cool. Um, there's the big one of the big hot panels in Comic Con is also going to have a takeover. Uh, it's called the Good Plate. And I don't know anything about this show, but supposedly it's like something to do with food and um, and helping others. I don't know anything more. But what I'm most excited for on the permanent uh, outdoor events is Laka Live, which is, you know, yes. who does the Coraline and, and uh, Norman. And they're going to be at 355th Avenue, Kubo, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, isn't that such a great? I love that yeah. movie. That movie was so pretty and so good. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that to see what's there. 
Um, it says some kind of immersive experience, you know, expanding to something bigger and better. I, I don't know much more than that, <laughs> but Vladka and his stop animation, one of my favorite things, so I'm sold there. Um, Another recurring events are it's going to be the Hyper X Sports Arena. I guess they're going to have like you know, like big trailers or something, semi trailers and state of the art thing. It sounds like it's a car show. Do they do car shows at <laughs> they happened in the past? They happened in the past, although obviously, if you've got a movie that features a car like um, the uh, the new. Uh, Black Beauty for that horrible remake of Green Hornet. They showcased that uh, right at that little corner where uh, everyone crosses the street going into the gas lamp district right next to Tin Fish. Uh, That was a big, uh, when that film was coming out, um, you'll see vehicles going all over the streets uh, advertising various series and movies upcoming everywhere you look all the pedicabs and there are a lot of pedicabs downtown will be advertising something my favorite in the past has been the pedicab you can ride in that's done up like the iron throne from game of thrones a whole bunch of uh, rubber swords sticking out the back and that's just cool for photo ops if nothing else oh that's awesome so i'm reading it like it's a eighteen wheel, thirty five ton semi trailer that unfolds into a state of the art mobile arena that features a competitive stage. There will be a range of gaming activities on the mobile competitive stage throughout the week, with HyperX outfits outfitting players with Cloud Revolver S headsets, Alloy Elite R- RGB keyboards, Pulse Fire Surge RGB mice, and mouse pads. So hmm. uh, it's some kind of weird gaming thing. I, okay, yeah. I have no idea. It's anyway. That's, if you want to do a weird gaming thing, go do that. You know, you can do the weird yeah. gaming thing. <laughs> I they're, so. they're pimping. Their, well, you know what? You're, around the world, gaming is such a huge competitive sport. It, it hasn't t- taken off here in America yet at all. Kind of so like pushing. soccer, actually. Uh-uh. <laughs> You know, yeah, well, if you really, uh, Future Tech is also opening that weekend, too. I mean, on Wednesday, which mm. is the uh, the alternate San Diego Comic-Con festival that parallels it. You just need a pass for San Diego Comic-Con to go to, and they'll be doing things like that, too, VR and experiences and gadgets and gizmos. It sounds like it's going to be very tech-heavy on the outside. Yeah, so. Absolutely. That's yeah. definitely been the way they've gone in the past. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, we get into actual Wednesday-specific events. We got something called Nerdvana, which is a pop-up show, and it's going to be all sorts of geeky shit. Vinyl, th- they're <laughs> going to give away vinyl toys and Funko and Star Wars and autographed comic books. The first 13 co- customers th- that go to the pop-up Wednesday will, of course, get a tote bag. We could do a whole friggin' show just on bags at San Diego Comic-Con. You ain't Every kidding. single one of these booths will have their own bag and a lot of them will have pins, which makes Aaron Kogan very happy because he Woo-hoo. loves it. Very uh, happy. <laughs> um, Comic-Con conference for... There, there's, if you want to like go 
a straight-up educational thing. There's also going to be throughout the week Comic-Con educational for librarians because a couple of the local yeah. libraries are also paralleling panels at San Diego Comic-Con. You can get the full list on the unofficial. I recommend the actual – the the um, the uh, yeah, no, the main website has a really good – now that the schedule's up, it's really easy to sort. They have it in different ways to do it. So I, I you will be fine navigating your schedule. But you can see all the weird ones like that there. Um, but, uh, there's also that, that brew pub thing. There's a beer crawl, uh, the, the, there, yeah. there's also, um, something to do with the fast and furious, but it's too blog, too furious in the, in the, in the gaslight <laughs> district. I don't know. It's called gaslight drift. Um, so, you know, it's something, it's a great <laughs> alternate to preview night. It says it's something about getting drinks. Um, uh, the unofficial blogs are also having a party at McFadden's. There's a big party mm-hmm. happening on Wednesday night. Um, and and Mythbusters is actually having their panel on Wednesday night. Um, they are going to be at the Fleet Science Center at 6 o'clock. So if you want to go meet the Mythbusters outside of Comic-Con, that's your chance. Because they are going to be in Comic-Con, not necessarily together. And they actually have usually pretty high turnouts for their panels. So yeah, it, it you know it can be hit or miss if you actually catch them in a show. So uh, and Adam uh, is infamous for walking the floor in some genius, elaborate, you know, really specific costume that no one freaking knows it's him underneath. That's just a little I thing. I still think the winner is Brian Cranston going as Brian Cranston though. I think that's well, yeah. still my favorite. That was just beat that? like. Uh, how do you beat that? I mean, you just can't, you know. Um, okay. One so of my favorites. Want... Go ahead. I, I was just going to say really quickly, one of my favorites was Patton Oswalt <laughs> with a red bandana and sunglasses uh, carrying a briefcase and just, you know, walking really purposely. And I'm a huge Patton Oswalt freak, and I really wanted to stop him. But he looked like he was late to rob the 815 out of Yuma, so I, I didn't say anything. But that was a pretty I great see. costume in and of itself. Yeah, he's always late. That's pretty funny. He's, so oh, I um, love him so much. Oh my god. Yeah, very dear too. So, uh, and now there, there's a lot of music and outside concerts all week. Uh, one uh, mm-hmm. one of them is on Thursday night, and that is uh, Paramore with Foster the People. And Foster the People is actually doing a gig after they open for Paramore. They're going to a club. And they're going to play. And so that's actually the way to do it. And I'll, when I get to that, I'll read that one. Because that's like the hottest thing I think of the outside events is, this, is Foster the People is doing a club show. I mean, holy shit. Uh, so, yeah. But getting back to this, um, John Williams, uh, the, the Jacobs Music Center has been doing a symphony uh, every year to complement Comic-Con. Yep. And this year, it's music of John Williams. I don't know if that's new or if they always do John Williams, but I thought last year they did Harry Potter, no. which was John Williams, so uh, maybe not. Last year was Harry Potter. Uh, the year before that, I think, was Final Fantasy. Uh, this ah, year, the right. movie music of John Williams. So oh, cool. it'll be Jaws and Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jurassic Park, all hmm. those things. Yeah, so that sounds really cool. So if you wanted to do a nice symphony and just have a laid-back time, and but you still want to get your geek on, totally good thing yeah. to do. Um, I actually am going to the next event at 8 o'clock. Um, I really am a fan of the comedian Doug Benson, and Doug Benson's been doing an annual show to compliment Comic-Con called Doug, ben, <laughs> Doug Loves the Movies. 
He's been doing it now for a couple of years, so if I remember right, right? Um, he's been around. He he did a movie a few back years back called Super High Me, which is pretty funny. Uh, so I, I just needed something to do while Aaron was in preview night, and it was like you know eight to ten, a good two hour chunk. It wouldn't take up my evening, and it would just kill time until the floor show closes. So. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the American Comedy Store at 8 o'clock and go see Doug Benson. Doug loves the movies and the geeky jokes all the way. So that's what um, <laughs> it, it, it said that sometimes there's surprise people show up. Um, people have showed up surprisingly to talk to Doug while this is going on. It's been John Lithgow and Leonard Maltin huh. and Brian Posen. So uh, people do like. So who knows what will happen? It could be awesome. Really it could cool. be, it's, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm kind of excited because it's the first thing I get to do for the for the uh, for the show. So that'll be cool. Uh, now, ready play, ready party one is sold out. Like sold out. Yep. Big big nightclub party for uh, San Diego. Sold out at the Flux nightclub. But if you can get in, if you know somebody, it's the hottest ticket on Wednesday night when it comes to the after party, official after parties, I should say. Uh, so we'll just keep moving forward because none of us can go to that. Um, and then there's a couple, uh, there's the rooftop cinema club, then show breakfast at Tiffany's. Unfortunately, I will not go to that. Even I, I really hate that movie. So, but some people love it. So I'll let them love it. I'm not going to love it. Um, Hordux, Hordux Lair is a recurring event. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's something to do with like dancing. Is that what it is? It's been around for a while. Do you even know what that is, Aaron? I don't know what that is. What's it called? It's called Hodark's Lair. And it's being transferred. Oh, 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 yes, I do. I totally know okay. what that is. That's um, He-Man and the Masters yeah. of the Universe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, they are doing uh, uh, a party thing. Uh, I didn't know it was, they've been doing it ongoing. I just heard about yeah. it this year. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, music, it's recurring. dance around. Uh, Eleven to nine, uh, all day, all days, and sounds like it might be something uh, fun to do. I'm definitely gonna go check it out. <laughs> so, um, and then that, uh, there's maybe, maybe that's one that's got the He-Man merch. It's like a pop-up. <laughs> yeah, it's a pop-up Skeletor. It's a Skeletor, so I I would okay, see that yeah. that's where you get that stuff. Okay. So, um, <laughs> and then the so House of Blues just... is gonna. Yeah, the House of Blues has got one final thing on Wednesday night called Game of Bloggers. So I'm very curious about that because, you know, well, look at what I'm doing. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. So Wednesday night. All right. So going back to Wednesday night, uh, do we want to, like, talk about preview night really fast? Because it's short. And then we'll go back to the outside. A short night, as you said. Uh, There's not a lot of uh, programming going on, although uh, there is something of interest to horror fans uh, with what what was this? Not Scare Vision. What what is the thing they're doing? Scare Diego. New line horror, Scare Diego. Yes. Right, right. But as far as Preview Night itself goes, it's uh, just your first chance. To get on the dealer floor and buy your merch, uh, it's not open to the dealers and their staff supposedly. Uh, so uh, you have a little better chance of 
uh, getting that exclusive action figure or whatever you're after and, you know, not having someone just turn around and sell it to you for double what you paid for it, which is normally the way it works. And uh, it's maybe the smallest amount of people on the floor uh, with the exception of Thursday when programming is going on. Uh, and afterwards, you know, Friday and Saturday are just a madhouse, and there are times when you won't be able to move three feet. <laughs> but um, anything and everything geek is there. Uh, the thing that most everyone prizes are the exclusives. Speaking for myself, I would love to get a nearly headless Nick Funko Pop because I <laughs> love the uh, the headless haunt in the books. I don't think they really got what they should have had in the movies, but still, it's John Cleese as nearly had the snake, so of course I need... And he closing the door! Double score. Um, <laughs> as, as far as merch goes this year, there's a few things. Lego has some great things. There's a, a cockpit for the Millennium Falcon. Um, a few things here and there that pique my interest, but yeah, if if that's what you're after, Preview Night is definitely there for you. Yeah, there's not much actually going on in the actual like like paneling or event things in the con itself that night. If you go up to the right. Marriott Grand Ballrooms upstairs, they'll be doing a couple movie screenings of films that already have been out, but there will be a bunch of pilot screenings, and that's all they are. They're just like pilots. They don't give you an explanation. You walk in, you watch uh-huh. it. You know, you may see it again, you may not. But that being said, they are doing a ta- a, a, the pilot for Attack and Titan on 945 yeah. and 1015. And in, Ma- in Marriott Grand Ballroom 8, they are doing Deadpool 2. I mean, yes, why am I pointing out Deadpool 2? It's already been out. We're going to talk about that later, but put that in your <laughs> brain. Because the, there was a big surprise final drop, and um, it's got to do with Deadpool 2. So we'll talk about that later. Now, there is one big panel on Wednesday night, and it is at 9.30. It is in at the um, Horton Grand Theater, which is a smaller theater where you have to actually to get into this, and you can elaborate on this. with uh, You have to get a lo- into a lottery. You go up to the sales area, and you put your name in for lottery for certain panels, and then they tell you if you got them or not. And then you get your wristband, and you also work about cues. Um, is that correct? Kind of right? In yeah, exactly right. On the upper level, uh, they have what they call the sale pavilion because they've got a bunch of uh, canvas uh, structure that looks like sales on top of the convention center. And uh, you have stalls, stall after stall after stall after stall with uh, some celebrities, mostly I hate to be catty and say it, but kind of B-level stars, you know, and and people from Days of Yore, Lou Ferrigno, uh, the guy who played Boomer in the original Battlestar Galactica, I promise you they'll, they'll be there. But also you've got the, the places where they're handing out the lottery tickets and everyone queues up and you go through the line and you get your ticket and then you wait to see if you get in or not. And uh, How do you uh, find out the, if you get in? Um, they, they post them, um, with some of them, uh, with some of them, it's just, if you're in line, 
uh, they take the first however many people that they're scored for. This year, uh, the cons doing things a little different. In addition to using the older system, they've also done, as you know, uh, online where you uh, register for which ones you'd like to get in the lottery for, and they'll contact us via email whether or not we get to go to the signing for the cast of 2001 A Space Odyssey, for example. Well, um, the one in particular, though, for this um, is called Scary Diego. As you said, it's New Line Cinema, and they are going to talk about it and a bunch of other new films and it's actually going to be a very hot ticket people because it's first of all it's the only panel uh, and uh yeah. the horton theater is about a 600 seater if i remember right uh, it's not it's medium size um they, yeah, it's it where up, i think it is it's just like a regular movie theater really yeah it, well yeah they show screenings there too um so yeah. uh so uh it is two. So for people that'd be interested in going, um, the lottery line is at 2 p.m. in sales. So you go up there at 2 p.m. and you register for the lottery for the 9:30 panel. So that and you uh, we they don't. There's no confirmation if that is specifically for people that are in preview night or if the ticket is for anybody with a badge. If it's anyone with a badge, it's a bit of a game changer because my thing ends at nine. So uh, <laughs> I would be like, oh, mm-hmm. I might want to head over there because it's a, you know, go check it out. So anyway, but that's Wednesday. So we're good with Wednesday. Uh, and let's talk a little bit more about outside events. Um, uh, the On Thursday is when the rest of the recurring events open. And there is a shit ton yeah. of things opening up on Thursday. Um, that would include Manifest Lounge which is NBC's thing. Um, the kitties and coffees at the Cat Cafe, which happens all weekend. I got to hit that one. Which we did last year. There. Yeah. Oh, I got to <laughs> hit that one. Um, Adult Swim State Park is um, yeah. going to open up. And that's, you know, obviously, you know, it's Adult Swim State Park. You know, it, it, you know, if you're not walking in there, you're not cool. And, of course, Ricky, Rick hmm. and Morty's uh, Rick, the Rickery Mobile will be part of that uh, um, installation. So you go through, yeah. you know. And there actually is not a lot of Rick and Morty presence in the actual convention. They're not part of the Adult Swim. Uh, there's no mention of them at all. They're not in any of the major. I went through the schedule today. They are not listed on any of the major rooms. Uh, they're not in Ballroom 20. Nope. They're not in All H. So I don't know why there's still lack of Rick and Morty presence unless they're holding back, which is not unheard of. I think of, they're holding back. They're holding back. They have to be. They have to be holding back. So um, We have now, so getting, long to wait for a next season. I know, but still, but still, it's Rick and Morty is still one of the hottest properties. You think at least the voice actors would be there. It's not like they don't live in a- L.A. or Vancouver or something. Uh, <laughs> so, But, of course, the real thing that opens, and this is what everybody does, and, and, and John Hazel, listen up, because this is where you're going to spend most of your time. If you're not in the main convention, where most people are going to spend their time is in a place called The Experience, the Comic-Con Experience. That is at Lexus yeah. Lot in Petco Park. They basically just took out one full parking lot and just made a second convention. <laughs> Essentially <laughs> what it is. And, and it's... Yeah. Um, it is it is free to you if you're a badge holder, no matter what day. So you can go cool. in there all four days, 
Well, so it's part of the outside of experiences. Like most of that stuff, you just have to have a badge to go to. You don't actually, some of them, you don't even have to have a badge to go to. They just say, come on, walk in. You can actually go to Comic-Con without a badge and still find things to do. There's plenty oh, to do yeah. all over the place. You know, and, and and taking pictures of people is one of those things that's free. You know, cosplay, you know, we go walk around, you know, have some fun. Uh, this thing is wild. It's huge. Don't even go into it, but it's not holding back. I mean, there's top people in there. Funko has a presence. NECA has a presence. All of the vendors that you would want in Comic-Con have a presence outside also. They might not have the exclusives, but they have all the other shit. Uh, so, you know, there's just, and it just keeps going and going, and there's just so much stuff involved. I mean, uh, I think, like, there's a full-size fish puff marshmallow man in this thing. Uh, Sharknado <laughs> has a big presence in this thing. Uh, Samsung is going to be showing a shit ton of stuff in this thing. Um, Hello Kitty's got up. Uh, Rio's got a huge. The TV show Cloak and Dagger is going to have a huge presence. I was just going to uh, say, yeah. 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 Uh, so the, and there's also going to be food trucks and beer and boozio and more boozio. Uh, next to <laughs> it, that gaming thing that I was reading is right on the edge of that too. So that's all part of it. Uh, you know, it, that is where most people are going to uh, spend their time. So, um, yeah. and, you know, and Future Tech is also, that's when, and Future Tech also opens on Thursday. And that's the big tech, geeky, more science levely part of the convention. And that actually runs through Monday. So I'm actually going to go to it on Monday because uh, I have some time nice. for my plane. So, and it's free, by the way. That, you don't have to even be part of the con, you can walk in. Um, the Jim Ryan experience opens on Thursday, and this is this big. I don't know. They've been showing pictures of it all for a week, and they've been built. It's a big scaffold with the big helicopter at the top, and I think it's some kind of obstacle course. Is that what it is, Aaron? Uh, they've done that in the past. I, uh-huh. I don't know what they're doing this year. Yeah, so, you know, um, there's going to be a presence with Amazon is going to have, Fire is going to have a presence out there. I mentioned FIE pop-up. Uh, DC Universe opens. Uh, that's another side convention, just if you want to know about DC ship right at the Hilton Gasland. So if you don't want to spill outside, you can go to the Hilton Gasland, but there's a convention in there, too. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, um, there's an escape room based on South Park called the Cartman's Escape, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, um, uh, Mr. Mercedes, which is the new Stephen King TV show, yeah. is going to have a, a presence mm-hmm. on the outside. Uh, Nerdist, of course, experience. is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a Peanuts pop-up bar that's opening, like Peanuts as yep. in uh, Charles Schultz because of Char- the anniversary. Charlie Brown. Yep. Yeah, so that's going to be out there. Um, I don't know other, what button. Go ahead. One other item, Liz. I'm taking a look at the uh, website for San Diego Comic-Con. Unfortunately, you and I won't be able to go to this, but Aaron might. It's uh, it's dealing with uh, 90 years of Mickey Mouse, but if I go to the bottom of it, it says, then on Saturday, July 21st, uh, 25 years of Tim Burton, the night before Nightmare Before Christmas, I, yeah. the celebration yeah, yeah. of 25 years of the iconic classic, I, will give you behind-the-scenes retrospective featuring the fi- film's director 
Henry Selznick, as well as Kelly Asbury, art director, and Eddie, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Itchy, Anthony Scott, and animator. So that's going to be something specifically on the Nightmare Before Christmas, but yeah, that no, is on I, Saturday. I, I already, yeah. That, yeah, we haven't gotten even to that schedule yet. This is just the outside, dude. But speaking that about one, okay. that, but speaking that is, outside, that is Disney <laughs> has this uh, fan club they call D23, uh, uh, 23 for the year that Walt came to Los Angeles. And uh, D23 is uh, has two level memberships and the gold member that you pay 70 whatever bucks a month for uh, has certain perks like occasionally D23 will host an event. Uh, uh, they've been doing Comic-Con related events for the past mm, four years, I want to say. And I, uh, I've been to one, got locked out of another. I was really lucky. Uh, this one, sold out of tickets. They're, they're free tickets, but you have to go online and queue just like getting tickets for Comic-Con. And uh, I managed to swing a ticket to this year's D23 event, which is Nightmare Before Christmas themed and being held at the House of Blues. And they, Yay, they treat us that. really well. They'll have characters uh, there for us to take pictures with. They'll have snacks and whatever. And they usually, usually give us some really cool little uh, prizes as we're going out the door. So what day is that? What time is that? That's Saturday night. Saturday I night, fabulous. PM, but yeah, you, you have to be a D- D23 Gold member, and you had to have uh, gotten the tickets online a month ago. Well, that's fabulous because uh, yeah, they, they said there's actually going to be some surprise guests going to that. So, uh, so you know, uh, that, yeah, and it sounds great. Uh, I, I, you know, there, there's so much the purge is going to have an, uh, an experience on the outside. Yes. I mean, I'm all excited about the purge and, uh, I, I want to do that. And then there's also, uh, I mean, I mean, there's so much I can't even get into, but the thing I am doing, or I'm going to try to do, cause you never guaranteed until you try, um, the universe, mm. her universe fashion show, which is this big thing. They right have to on. do a run. Their annual runway show. They did one last year. It was a huge hit, so they're going to do it again. Um, I have to go to the Ch- Manchester Grand Hyatt, so remember that. Um, this is Thursday. Got it. Um, at I know 1 exactly p.m. where that is. 1 p.m. to get the wristband. And, right then it do- and then doors open at 5.15, and it starts at 6. So I, I think once nice. you get the wristband, usually you're okay. Uh, so, yep. uh, you know, and, and that's free. Anybody can go. So, um, and um, if it's if it's uh, wristband plus one, which actually some people said it might be, I'll make sure I have one for John because by the time John lands, he can go with me. Very nice. So uh, we should also you? probably mention. I'm sorry, I was just going to say real quick. Um, uh, FX and FXX has their own little area set up behind the convention center. Uh, it has uh, promotional stuff. For Mayans MC, the upcoming spinoff from the uh, motorcycle show. God bless it. What's that called? Sons of Anarchy. Ron Perlman was in. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Thank you. Sons of of Anarchy. So there's they've got stuff for that. They've got stuff for Archer, one of my favorite shows. 
they have uh, promotional stuff for American Horror Story, and they have promotional stuff for Legion, which doesn't get enough attention because Legion's the best show on TV. But um, if if it's but it does get a Hall H. Like they, it did. Get, thank it did. God. Oh, wow. And I'll be there front and freaking center, man. That well, that's Sunday too. We're all yeah, like exactly. One, it's like the one show we all agree on. We're going to that panel. Did you notice that? Is yep. Legion? As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm probably going to cram Legion while I'm flying cross country. I think I'm going to do that. So, um, oh, that's but, awesome. As well, you should. Yes. But yeah, so I just have, say, if nothing else, you have to go by the FX uh, installation outside behind the convention center because they have free sunscreen. And my people, you ah. know, we are a white, pasty, basement-loving oh, yeah. people. Oh, Slather yeah. yourselves. Oh, Slather yeah. yourself no. well I, because I, we are I, on the I back day. All of us are white, whitey, whitey. Yep. I mean, like all <laughs> The other thing I us. want to mention just really quickly, um, Star Trek Discovery has a gallery at the Michael J. Wolf Fine Arts Gallery in, in the Gas Lamp District. And in addition to having cool props and artwork and da-da-da, uh, they're going to have the Emperor's Throne that you can sit in to do a photo op, and they're going to have exclusive Comic-Con merch for sale. Last year, I bought a Mirror Universe Tribble, and uh, actually yeah. a bunch of them and gave them out <laughs> as oh, presents to my, my Trekkie friends. It's Mirror Universe. That actually, see, I'm not Mirror Universe Tribbles, yo. I, I'm you, you all about that. These beasts. They're weird. I, I, I'm cool. I, and we also shouldn't <laughs> be able to neglect that there will be a full-size George from Rampage um, there. And right. there also right, right. is going to be a Taco Bell pop-up bar that looks exactly oh, like the God. one from Demolition Man. Uh, so I'm trying I, so hard to maintain my calm, John Spartan. This is going to yeah, be so and, stupid fun. Uh, my question is, is there going to be three seashells in the bathroom. I sure hope so because I know I hope swear. so. Because if they don't, that if that's the one <laughs> job they have to do. Right. Um, two more events and then we're going to move on from outside events on Thursday night because, uh, you know, Friday there's a lot of stuff happening. A lot of this recurs and Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. But the, the two, mo- but the, some of the best stuff, once again, Foster the People has two shows coming up on yeah. Thursday and then doing that McFadden, they're doing a, a bar show. I'll have to get the detail. Yeah, I'll give you that detail right now. Uh, the, so, the the bar show they're doing is going to be a free, free, free people. Holy crap. Um, soda bar. For, first come, first serve. Okay. So, you know, if you're checking in, check it in. Um, and it starts at 9 o'clock. Um, almost Monday and Ignit open. So I'm assuming because they're doing the show, actually doing the big show with Paramore, but they open that they mm-hmm. probably don't even get on until 10 or so, maybe even later, but yeah. you might want to sit through everyone to get there because it is, once again, first time, first serve and it's 21 only. So 21 and over only. Um, and mm-hmm. then uh, if you can't get into that at 9 o'clock, you could try to go to the Christian Narn at the uh, at the Omnia. Omnia? Omnia? I guess Omnia. And Omnia. that is... And the Christian Narn is actually also known as Hodor from Game of Thrones, and he's going to be spinning 
Uh, it's 20 to 50 bucks, oh, depending sure. where your doors open at 9 p.m. And uh, there's also a VIP package, and then there's a $50 gift card to the bar, too, included in that. So, you know, you can get drunk. Uh, listen to Hodor spin. <laughs> so, and a lot of people don't realize that he's a really good DJ in England, and he spins yeah. for the bear community. So, you know, it'll be awesome. I bet you'll be a lot of his there too, and it'll be even more awesome. So it'll be a good time. Absolutely. Uh, and, then, and then, last but not least, because you, you know it's fucking who is the king of Comic Con other than Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith, of course, will have his annual Hall H program, but he also yeah. will be doing one performance of Jane Bo- Silent Bob Get Old uh, with with Jason News at, at the American Comedy Store on July nineteenth at ten p.m. Uh, I decided I wanted to, I had a choice between going to see Ken Smith or Doug Benson and missing Miss Her <laughs> Universe, and I decided on Doug Benson because I saw Kevin Smith at, um, at um, Awesome Con a couple years ago. So, you know, I had the pleasure, even though it would be really interesting <laughs> to hear his new material now that he's recovered from his heart attack. Uh, but um, do we have any he has questions? A, a special, too. Uh, yeah, there's two things I should mention briefly. Uh, yep. Nerdist House, you know, from Nerdist Industries. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. They do a, a wonderful thing. And then uh, the thing that nobody has really latched onto yet is IMD B Boat, which is right behind the convention center. Um, they have uh, guests going on A list all the time, just, you know, with security obviously blocking the way. But if you're into, you know, doing a little celebrity sightings, you can stand on the side and watch them travel from uh, their secure spot uh, in the convention center parking lot onto the big-ass yacht that IMDb rents every year. Uh, They also do things where you can come on and be in the audience, or last year I went on and played uh, some brand-new video games and charged my phone and got cocktails and party snacks and da-da-da. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Well, excellent. I mean, I'm definitely like Thursday is my day to do the outdoor stuff and then, uh, you know, and then Saturday. So, and Saturday is a good day to do that stuff because everyone will be in the convention going to panels and I can hit some, it'll be a little bit, I think a little bit easier on the outside on Saturday. Of course I say that and it's going to be hell, but you know, we'll see how the cues are going. We'll keep our fingers crossed on that. So, uh, so it is now time to talk about the schedule. Bum, bum, bum. The actual, That's... now we're not going to go through the whole thing because honestly, mm. if you're a fan of anything, there is a niche room for it. I mean, every oh game, every comic book, every book, every. <laughs> every anime, for God's sake. All, there are rooms all the anime, animes. Oh, uh, Jesus. You know, yeah. You can spend one day in an entire room devoted to Star Wars, and you can spend yep. one room devoted to most of the time to comics. And there's one room that's devoted almost solely to Jack Kirby this year. I mean, it yeah. just keeps going and going. So what I've done mm-hmm. is I've marked some of the higher profile rooms, some of the larger rooms. No room that I'm going to mention has less than 200 seats in it. Um, and give you some of the stuff that I saw. Uh, well, you know, there's a few here and there. Uh, 
So, and Thursday is actually, it's funny because this year they're saying that Comic-Con is trying something new. They're actually trying to, because there's no, first of all, there's no anchor for Marvel this year. There's not a lot of Marvel presence. Right. All the Marvel presence is on the anime and comic level. Um, there's only one, with one huge exception, Deadpool 2. Once again, I'm going to talk about that when we get to that day. Um, but, right. um, but that's not yeah, MCU, that's Fox. Yeah, exactly. And Fox does have a considerable yeah. presence. Um, but yeah. but you know, so so and Game of Thrones isn't there either. Uh so right. there's that that changes Saturday quite a bit and there's gaps in Saturday's schedule actually. Uh and Friday. Mm-hmm. And Friday ends up being the best day they say is actually Thursday and Saturday has the best lineups as usual. But even Saturday is gonna have a little bit more flexibility panel wise because they're trying to rotate it so people clear out of rooms. They're trying to clear, you know, get people to not camp. Right. They're trying. It's not going to work, but they're going to try. Nope. Bless their heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, so let's go into Thursday. And, guys, hold on to your butts because we go kick out of this <laughs> gate. We're going to start in the Indigo Ballroom, which is in the Hilton San Diego Bayfront, which is literally next door to the um, convention center. And I have decided on Friday, and I'll explain why when we get to the Friday, I'm going to spend most of my time in that room on Friday, on my on my Friday day, because I always have one day I do panels, and, and the one room is just so choice that I have to do it. So it, it starts out the day, and it's in this, it, and it starts out with the sixth annual musical anatomy of a superhero, and this is a composer panel. Uh, so you can listen to people talk about scoring for all your favorite animated movies and, 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 and for TV shows. And I don't have the actual lineup of the people there, but it's going to be really choice. And that starts at 10 a.m. Uh, in, inside the convention itself, the anatomy of a robot, which is uh, the I Am Mother panel, which is a new TV series. But what's really cool about it is actually being hosted by Weta Workshop. And when a workshop is bringing the actual robot and is going to show you how it works. So uh, that's at 10 nice. o'clock, too. And that's in room 7AB. So that's one of the smaller rooms. Um, also at 10 o'clock, because, you know, everything has to happen all at once. Um, you have uh, mm-hmm. the first cool. of three cartoon voiceover uh, panels that happen throughout the, uh, the week. And those are always a hot ticket. Uh, they're always... Uh, people, they, they talk about who they are, what they do, they do voices and they usually do a cold read of the script um, I've gone to Twisted Tunes and Awesome Con, it was fantastic, I highly recommend going to voices, this one is actually specifically for the kids on these shows, including Steven Universe um, and um, so uh, the Steven Universe Big Hero 6 and Doc McStuffin so if you're interested in that stuff, you, that, that's actually really cool because usually that would be like a Sunday panel but they get to 10 a.m. on Thursday so that's in room 6A um, and then we hit Hall H are we ready for the first panel in Hall H people <laughs> first panel in Hall H for San Diego Comic Con is let's see if you can guess which panel is it what do you think? Not Warner Brothers. Uh, in Hall H, that would be the Predator. Yes, very good. The Shane Black, <laughs> the Predator, it opens Comic-Con in Hall H, um, including Shane Black and the whole cast is going to be there. So it's going to be right. a pretty fucking hot ticket. 
Um, but if you can't get into Hall H, if you walk over to room 6BCF at 1030, uh, also, mm-hmm. it has actually a surprisingly interesting uh, competition. Um, there's something called the Blade Runner Revelations, a story in VR. Yeah. And we're starting this new VR experience with Blade Runner. And uh, uh, I, I, I totally, like, if I couldn't get into Hall H, that's where I would go. I'd go to the Blade Runner thing. So, um, or I'd go to the vo- kids' voiceovers of that group. So, what do you mm-hmm. think so far? We're at, that was 1030, right? So we keep going. Yeah. I don't have anything else marked again until 1145, and this would be in room 6BCF, and this is going to be the yeah. hottest um, hottest panel of the day, or the second hottest, actually. But everyone says that this one, oh, no, we lost somebody. I don't think I lost Aaron. Oh. You're still there, right? Yeah, okay, good. I'm still here. Um, yeah, John, come back, John, if you can. Um, the the Clone Wars celebrating ten year yeah. too bad because John loves Clone Wars. Uh, celebrate the ten year anniversary of the Clone Wars. And that's Clone Wars, and that's in six B C H and F. Sorry, F. My bad. Um, and uh, <laughs> everyone says that this is going to be a hot ticket. Uh, so, yeah. um, and if you're not into that. You could go over to Hall H. Can Hall H this time is going to have, um, once again, they always underestimate because people are like, oh, not a lot of people are going to show up to it. Yes, they are. It has the sit- sitting Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker. It, it has that Woo-hoo! hour, 1145, 1245. <coughs> Every time a Doctor Who person shows up, especially the sitting one, you're going to have a huge turnout. And it's in oh, Hall yeah. H. So I I would actually say that if you would want to go to the Predator panel to get to that panel, even though I have no idea if you'd want to do if the audiences overlap, but I think they kind of yep. do. Uh, they win my case. Oh. And, and the Predator panel, yeah. they're saying two hours minimum wait to get in. So you got to make oh, sure you, you yeah. get in there. Yeah. So, um, but they're trying. They don't think you need to camp, though. They're pretty sure that won't happen. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, um, the other right. thing about the Doctor Who panel is, um, of course, because of uh, Chris Hardwick's, um, how, what we, shall we call it? His little problem he has right now. Uh, falling out. Being spelled. Falling out. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, being replaced for that. He was he was scheduled to be moderating the Doctor Who panel. I know I'm really bummed about that. It makes me kind of sad. Uh, our 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 Doctor Who panel when we had um Dave, was it Matt Smith or no it was David Tennant I went to see David Tennant and they mod- it was awesome. They had two astrophysicists from the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Huh. They were the moderators and they did this whole talk on time travel right before it. And it was really cool. So I, I really enjoyed nice. that. And then Matt, and it turns out that David Tennant actually, even if he didn't necessarily know a lot about science when he started, he knows a lot about science now. <laughs> He's really awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, Jodie Whittaker, um, she will be around for a couple of panels. So keep your nose to the BBC panels and the Doctor Who panels because she said she's going to pop up in other places. So there might be a chance to see her later on in a smaller room. Fingers and that's crossed. always a delight. Yeah. So keep an eye out for Jodie Whittaker. Uh, let's see. Oh, we can bring him back on. It was too noisy last time. Okay. Oh, too noisy. <laughs> I got it. Oh, anyway. Um, I can't do that. Okay. Um, now at 
1230 in room 6A, which is one of the uh, better rooms, actually. It turns out that a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff happens in this room. Uh, this is one of the hottest tickets, 2001 A Space Odyssey, the 50th anniversary panel. Uh, the 70-millimeter yeah. screening is happening right now here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, I haven't had a chance to go see it, but um, I will guarantee you that seeing the only way to see this movie is on the big screen. It made no sense to me mm. for years until I saw it on the big screen, and it's amazing. Uh, so that's a yeah. Um, and if for really nerdy people, like if my father was with me, I would actually probably end up in this panel for him. Um, they're doing a <laughs> celebration of Mickey's Plane Centenary, uh, his hundred year, hundredth birthday of Mickey yeah. Plane. And so, you know, they're going detective pulp, man. It's pretty friggin' awesome. So if you can't do the 2001, there's some two older geeky, older school geekier stuff. We like that. We like that. <laughs> I'm really happy for them. So, And here's something I'm really interested in. Uh, we're going to jump to 1 o'clock in Ballroom 20, Aaron, which is one of the better rooms. Uh, Ballroom 20 yep. always has a lot of surprises in it. And this year, one of the surprises is a TV show that's not even out yet in the United States called the discovery of witches it's the hot hot thing in england right now but it hasn't gotten an american distributor yet so there's this is their cast yeah the cast is fantastic and of course sexy witches like i'm gonna have an issue with that um so (laughs) so that's in one o'clock in ballroom 20 and that would actually i if i was in the building i'd probably go to that one i would actually want to do that um if you don't want to do that, the pitching hour, uh, which is actually a, a this is because I'm a geek and I have to do film stuff. There's actually a room seven A B is going to have the pitching hour, which is actually a workshop teaching people how to pitch movies to executives, and that's actually a very useful thing to have. Uh, so you know, if you want to learn something, there's there's even panels for that. If you don't want to learn anything about that, you can also learn about toys and remember your past because um, the TV show, The Toys That Made Us. It's going to have a special panel in room 5AB at 1 o'clock as well. And what's cool about this panel, there's going to be giveaways and all that kind of fun and stuff. And it's a toy Netflix documentary. So that's cool. They're also going to show, (laughs) they're going to announce live which toys they're going to cover in season two. So, uh, you know, that sounded like a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Now, And if you're a video game fan, there's a couple things. There's Call of Duty. Black Ops 4 Zombies, and uh, in Hall H, uh, Marvel's Games, Marvel Games has a panel. Okay, hold on just a second. Keep going. Say something else. Sure. Uh, I was also going to say that um, uh, they have the uh, X-Files postmortem, a panel they're calling Larger Than the Show, over at the Neil Morgan Auditorium at San Diego Central Library. Uh, This is the second year that San Diego Central Library, which obviously is not attached to the convention center, has played a big part in hosting panels. Uh, For the most part, a lot of academic stuff, it seems like to me. But uh, this, for those of you who were able to get through uh, this last season of X-Files, uh, you're, you're better geeks than I am. I I couldn't. (laughs) I've got like two or three episodes yet and, it's a chore to go back to the last one. I, I made it through gritting my teeth was the drones one. And that was just, uh, but anyway, uh, there's a panel called larger than the show 
the X-Files post-mortem. Uh, <laughs> Fox has not, not announced that they're going to do another season of X-Files. So this may be it, kids. Uh, this may be as much visual X-Files as you'll ever, ever get. Well, but there's, you know, always be X-Files in our heart. You know, I've never actually watched that oh, many yeah. episodes of X-Files, but it was... It was cool for its time, so it was. You know, you know, you know what I loved that time period though. What show that I loved? Hmm. I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Loved oh, them. Yeah. Uh, and and supposedly one of the hottest panels of the day on Thursday is at one forty-five in room six A, and it's <laughs> the it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboot rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So the brand new TV <laughs> series, but supposedly this is supposed to be hot shit, and they're talking about cues for this one. So be prepared. Go ninja, be go ninja, go. They say the part of the problem is they think the room is too small for who it, what they are, which might be mm. true. But when you're trying to launch a new series, they often put you in a small room, so it makes it sound like the crowd is larger when they do uh, feedback. Right. So it's a trick. So be prepared, because they are supposed to show the first episode. They got, like, a full hour, so, you know, you'll have time to see stuff. Um, if you don't also, get into that. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, if you don't get into that, 15 minutes later, John Barrowman is doing another one of his shows, and I don't even know how to fucking describe his show. Except, Did you just uh, read he's my fucking mind? You read my fucking mind. No. Guess what was next <laughs> on my list? Anything goes <laughs> with John Barrowman. Where is yeah. that going and, to be? And I, I've seen one of his shows live, and it's fucking nuts and so much fun. Uh, he is, of course, Captain Jack Harkness from uh, all the various Torchwoods and Doctor mm. Who's. And they're saying maybe he's even going to get a spinoff of his own. We'll see about that one. But um, Don Barrowman and Carol, his wife, are regular staples of Awesome Con here in D.C. Uh, John Barrowman is one of those few, and, and him and Matthew Lillard are are like natural con goers. They are the best. They do the best panels. They don't need their own. They're so good. They don't need moderators. Uh, and yeah. uh, you cannot go wrong with John Barrowman. And what's great about John Barrowman too, is he'll pop up all over the convention, bury it all over. Be prepared. He is so good at this. <laughs> like I, 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 oh, I I'm, every time you see, and Carol, Carol's a comic, you know, she's a comic uh, artist, author in her own right. And she has a, a pretty solid fan base, and I'm sure she'll be around the convention somewhere. Uh, so uh, that is at 2 o'clock at the Indigo Ballroom. And so that would be a really excellent choice. If you want a true con experience, that's, that's a great ticket. Absolutely a great ticket. Yep. Uh, now, if you want to do something that's completely off the walls, and I'm so excited he got Ballroom 20, uh, Ballroom Ballcast. Goldsway is starting a new TV series called Misfits and Monsters, and they gave him Ballroom 20 at 2.15 to talk about it. Uh, an hour with Bobcat. What can you go wrong there? I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. So uh, I would yeah. definitely do that. Um, now, uh, 3 o'clock, you get Night Flyers, also in the Indigo Ballroom. Uh, that's the new Peter, uh, the, was it, 
George R. R. Martin, uh, Vampires mm-hmm. in Space TV show on on science on sci-fi. Uh, no word if Martin's going to be at Comic Con, but this is supposed to be full cast and crew. It's supposed to be a pretty hot ticket, also. Um, anything it's in Indigo, you can't really Psycho go in space. That's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah, I saw that ad. So, uh, and if you want to go classic, and it, this is excellent competition for him, I think. Uh, if you don't want to do night flyers, um, I, I don't have a lot of people spotlights because you know a lot of the guests, the Simon guests, as you know, both of you guys know, always have their own spotlight panels. I'm not covering many of those, but this one I am because you can't really. Uh, the, the, the hottest panel in Hall H on Friday is usually the Walking Dead panel, and you can't get near it usually. Uh, and Robert mm-hmm. Kirkman is doing multiple panels at, um, at San Diego Comic-Con this year, and the one that's specifically about him is at 3 o'clock in room 6A in conversation with Robert Kirkman. So if you want to really learn about uh, Image Comics and The Walking Dead, that's actually the dark horse panel compared to the big one on Friday in Hall H. So where am I at? Uh, and he's got his so, new one coming out, Oblivion Song. So there's going to be a lot going that's down. That's comic book, yeah. Is that, okay, see, I'm sure he's talking about that too. I mean, oh my God, see, you know that yeah. shit. I, I, there's so much going on. Uh, now, 4.15 and 5.30 <laughs> in room 6A, if you want to stay there, uh, there's going to be a panel for the brand new uh, Magnum P.I. of all things with Robert Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, I just I thought that was kind of funny, but everyone's going to be there. Um, and um, 4.30 has two competing panels, and this one is going to be huge, the Hall H panel. The Hall H panel is the Breaking Bad 10th anniversary panel. Yeah. uh, Better Call Saul is actually the panel before it. So I'd recommend going to two panels before this if you want to try to get into this one. Uh, So, so of course, Brian Cranston's there, the whole cast, crew. Everyone's going to be there for that. And that's at 4.30 in Hall H. And then, of course, we got last but not least, we've got two final ones. Uh, First of all, we've got um, Supergirl 1984, the Warner Archive Collection Blu-ray release. And the reason why I'm mentioning this, it's the Helen Slater movie. They just did this really, like, better than it deserves, like, transfer it. But Helen Slater is actually going to lead the panel. So that's pretty cool. And then my choice of panel, Dark Horse panel of the whole thing, okay, for Thursday. This one is fantastic, okay? Ballroom 20. Sci-Fi Wire's channel, uh, panel called The Great Debate at 4.45. And what it is, it's a bunch of nerds arguing geek shit all back and forth. Yep. But let me <laughs> tell you who those people are. And you can tell me, like, isn't this, the, this is probably the coolest panel ever. The, the people arguing over geeky shit are Aisha Taylor from Archer. Archer. Felicia Day, Lana. Lana. Adam, yep, Adam Savage. This one makes yep. me excited. Joe Mangianello. Woohoo! I love Joe Mangianello. Um, Orlando Jones, Jeanette Varney, Woo-hoo. and of course John Barrowman. Like I say, he's gonna be there. So that is actually my pick of the of the Thursday. Is that one? So that's it. That's Thursday. Um. There's really not much more, is there? Oh, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the evening is going to be a huge thing. Uh, there's a uh, – Bill O'Halloran is going to be 
uh, six going to do uh, a shoot uh, documentary about clerks. Uh, Crazy ex girlfriend has a huge panel um, at five forty five in room six A. That room is going to be way too small for the turnout. Uh, but Rachel Bloom is doing appearances at other panels. So if you miss her there, and they're also saying that Brooklyn Nine Nine at seven is going to in the Indigo is going to have a huge huge turnout. So be prepared for that. I think that really is it for Thursday. I missed the page there. Um, Screen Junkies closes out the night. And at that point, go to an after party. It's Thursday. It's yeah. the bag. Woo-hoo. All right. Any questions or anything I forgot or anything that you'd like to add? No, you hit Excellent. Moving along to Friday, which is going to be actually uh, Friday is uh, – People are debating what's better, Friday or Saturday this year. And a lot of people think that actually Friday is better than Saturday this year. So we'll see. But, of course, it starts right out the bat with the annual Dr. Horrible sing-along blog reunion. Reunion, folks. This is a reunion show. They're they're doing the song. They're doing the normal sing-along, which are supposed to be some surprise people at that. I think that is on Thursday. But um, they're doing a full reunion for the anniversary, and that includes – Josh Whedon, Nathan Fillon, uh, Jed Whedon, Felicia Day, and Melissa Controni. Controni? Always messed her last name up. I feel bad about that. And that's in Hall H. So if you want to go to Hall H, um, go see that reunion. It's going to be huge. Another huge (laughs) panel right out the bat. uh, And it is big. It's getting great reviews. There's going to be a lot of animation on Thursday. Or I'm in Friday. Uh, 10 o'clock in room 60E, you get the Young Justice Outside special video presentation. The brand new series going to be a huge panel. Everyone's really, really, really into the Young Justice right now. Um, but panel that I would, I'm going to do, because I do have tickets for Friday. I have decided if I'm going to get up this early, <laughs> and I'm going to have to, to get up early, the very last Adventure Time panel starts in the Indigo yeah. Ballroom at 10 o'clock. It's going to be a huge ticket. Um, cast and crew is there, and there's also going to be a live musical performance. Uh, so uh, that's in Indigo Ballroom, Hilton. That's where, I, that's where I'm going to be, too. So uh, that's yeah. definitely what it is. Uh, everyone that's not in Adventure Time will probably be in Room 6 BCF because the other hot ticket competing against it is uh, the Legend of Voltron, the new show, the DreamWorks Legendary Defender, the brand new TV, yeah. the, the second new season. Voltron is a hot, hot, hot ticket right now. And that's so a lot of people are going to do that. And then uh, Big Bang Theory also has, a, a, in Ballroom 20, also has a panel at that time. I mean, there's a lot of competition in the mornings on, thir- on Friday. Uh, yeah. But uh, even though it's a writer's room, Supposedly, um, people every year, like cast and crew show up, and it's always a good time and a big surprise. Um, and if I couldn't get into Adventure Time, I would go to Room 6A. That's because <laughs> My Little Pony, Hasbro, My Little Pony is in there, and Tara Strong will be leading that panel. And you know, I'm a Tara, I, I haven't actually had the pleasure of seeing this Tara Strong panel yet, and she does, she's doing a couple of them at Comic-Con, and I would love to catch one. Um, so, uh, for us podcasters, 
11 o'clock at the San Diego Central Library. Woo, we get a podcast. There's, there is actually going to be a podcasting, how to grow your podcast and monetize your podcast and teach you not just about podcasting, but how to deal with Patreon and monetizing and getting around YouTube sensors and all that fun stuff. So, uh, but all of that is in, in, unimportant right now because all the people that really want to do is going to go into Hall H. Because Hall H is going to be very, very busy the whole day. Um, first thing in yeah. Hall H at 11:15 is the Fear of the Walking Dead, and the preceding, the, the next one is going to be the Walking Dead panel. Um, Andrew Lincoln is going to uh, be at that panel. It's his last Comic Con panel. It's suspected, and uh, uh, Tom Patrick Flanagan, Neil pa- what Neil Pat- uh, what's his name, Negan. What's Negan's name? Oh, yeah. He's going to be at that uh, panel. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, in fact, they're doing a really yeah. fun thing. Uh, they just released a book, The Wisdom of Negan, and uh-huh. uh, they're getting a whole crowd of Negans together. Come as your favorite Negan, uh, and they're going to take a group shot <laughs> before the day starts. That's awesome. So, yeah, so Fear of the Walking Dead is 11.15, and then uh, the next panel, 12 12- right after is is Walking Dead. And I don't think a lot of it's going to be a lot of turnover. I think people are going to sit their butts in the seat for both, both yep. shows. Uh, especially since Robert Kerman and, like I said, Jeffrey D. Morgan and Andrew Lincoln are all on the Walking Dead panel. And this is Andrew Lincoln's last Walking Dead panel. Uh, so yep. it's going to be a big deal. Uh, now, good competition. And if I am not in Adventure Time, if I for some reason could not get into there, I'm pretty sure I could get into Ballroom 20 and go to the Vikings panel. Uh, that's at 1130. So that's the backup if I can't get into Adventure Time. Uh, so um, at 12 in Room 9, uh, they're going to do a, uh, one of the few Marvel panels. And this one is Black Panther's costume designer, Ruth Carter. She's going to talk about designing the costumes of Wakanda. And actually, that's awesome because we just here in D.C. at the American His- New Amer- African-American uh, Culture Museum, you know, the Smithsonian that just opened, there's a Wakanda exhibit there. They're doing a Black Panther exhibit. Nice. So uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Hey, some horrors on the list. Guess what? We believe horror at noon in room 23 ABC. Woo-hoo, we get some horror. Oh, yeah. Yay, there's a little horror stuck in there. Um, yeah. uh, Teen Titans Image Go Comics. is going. Yeah, uh, Image Comics. That's right. I, Image Comics is surprisingly like I always like. Oh, that's an Image Comic. Oh, that's an Image Comic. Yeah, I always surprise what are Image mm-hmm. Comics. Um, so Teen Titans Go is going to do their preview their movie twice in a row in a Horton Grand Theater once again. Uh, you have to get like ticket. Uh, I don't know what time the lottery starts, but you have to go to the lottery to get those tickets. Uh, supposedly those are going to be actually pretty good screenings. There's going to be like characters and giveaways and shit like that. Uh, so uh, the Teen Titans Go movie is, is actually a surprisingly good ticket, as is the DC Superhero Girls in Room 60E at 1230. It's a huge Q&A with the full cast, and Tara Strong is also there. Uh, so you got that. Uh, or at 1245, more hit, more horror, uh, who's world premiere of the Castle Rock Stephen King uh, knockoff series starring Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> so that's going to be a pretty hot ticket. That's in Ballroom 20. Uh, and then, else is and in then, that that I really like? I'd have to look it up right now. So I'm trying to go fast. Jane here. Levy. <laughs> Jane uh, Levy. Jane Levy, yeah. Basic. Oh, yeah. geez. Yeah, so that's a yeah. pretty hot. That's why it's going to be a hot ticket. I wonder if Sissy's going to be there. 
Uh, they, they only announced the one dude that I know of. Now, from 1.30 onward, I have decided that I'm going to sit in the um, Indigo Ballroom for the rest of the day and not go out. Because uh, starting at 1.30, <laughs> pretty much anything, everything I wanted to see at Comic-Con is going to happen. And if I don't get in by Venture Brothers, I probably won't get in at all because it's going to get busy. Uh, Venture Brothers yep. opens at 1.30 in the Indigo Ballroom. And then it's pr- followed immediately at 2.30 with Robot Chicken with special guest Rachel Bloom of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be a pretty hot ticket. And the usual sus rain and all those people will be there for that. Also, a bit of a competition at 3.15. Um, I don't have a lot of new, uh, like, like gaming stuff, but the biggest, hottest gaming panel is going to be the Overwatch panel. And that's at 3.15. Right. Uh, and room CBCF. So I wanted to make sure I gave a shout out to that. Uh, there's also at 3:30 in Ballroom 20. This one's amazing. Um, three, even you know, even though I decided I'm going to be in Adult Swim for the rest of the day, boy, with this one almost pulled me out of there, Aaron. 3:30 to 5:30 Amazon Prime Video Showcase doesn't sound like much until you start reading it. And two of the main guests on the panel is Gail Ann Hurd who is a producer of The Walking Dead and a bunch of amazing things, yeah. but even, even more important, Neil Gaiman is headlining the panel. Right. <laughs> Talking about <Okay>. good omens. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a really good one. Um, uh, they're going to be talking about The Tick, which uh, is yep. another one of Amazon Prime's uh, big ones right now, going into the second yep. season. Um, and I'm really torn. Uh, from wanting to join you for everything Adult Swim. But uh, at 1 o'clock, they're doing the brand-new Invader Zim movie. So yeah, that's supposed to be a pretty high the, ticket. Yeah. I'm just, oh, man, enter the Florpus. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that, that, that was, uh, a lot of people were talking about that one, too. And the other surprisingly hot ticket, and they didn't have a date for it until just a time for it until just recently. Um, Three forty-five in Hall H, you have the Universal Pictures Glass and Halloween panel. So um, Blumhouse Universal Pictures. Now, honestly, this panel is off the chain. They have confirmed; these are confirmed to be there. Sarah Paulson, which we knew was already here. Sam Jackson, James McAvoy, M. Night Shyamalan. Anna Taylor-Joy, Bruce Willis, and Jamie Lee Curtis. So you're only getting Jamie Lee Curtis. There might be more Halloween, but she is confirmed. But you get the entire cast, principal cast, and the director, writer of fucking Glass. So that is a Mm. really hot ticket in Hall H. And and people are expecting to be pretty busy. Now, going back to where my butt is still in the seats, um, at 414, um, Bob's Burgers has their panel in the Indigo Ballroom. Now, I know that Aaron isn't as big a fan of Bob Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. I, I think it's one of the funniest shows on television right now. And I would love to do a show and explain why, because I know not everyone does. <laughs> but it and Archer are back-to-back. Yeah. John, double dose of John ba- J. Benjamin, <laughs> right? And, and uh, so, and honestly, they're actually thinking, they're, people are saying that the, the turnout for Bob's Burgers is actually going to be bigger for Archer. And I think what's going to happen is people are just going to really? come in for Bob's 
Berserker and stay for Archer. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I don't think it, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement between those two panels at all. I mean, I'm not. Do you think it. Archer has a bigger fan base than Bob's Burgers? I thought it did, but I think it's the other way around. Bob's, no, it's like Bob's Burgers is going to be bigger than Archer. There's going to be a bigger line for that. Oh yeah. For saying. Oh yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so. But it's, then you're it's right. A, People will stay for Archer. They're not going to get up. They're not going to get up because the full cast is there. And no. even people that say they're not a huge fan of Archer love the Archer Q&A because the Archer Q&A yeah. is uh, just hysterical. And that's at 515 if you want to try just the Archer. But I would highly recommend mm-hmm. trying to go somewhere else. Um, get in. I like I said, Venture Brothers. I'm going to try to get in by Venture Brothers. That's kind of where my goal yeah. is. Um, at 4.30, and here's a dark horse, if all my plans go to shit, because it is San Diego Comic Con, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Um, a dark horse uh, pick, Ray Harryhausen, The Return of the Special Effects Godfather, Room 26AB, and that is at, what time is it? 4.30. And what that is, is that people that have, like, his actual people that um, curate collections that have been taking him on mm. this tour. There was a big, wonderful exhibit in Oklahoma this year. Um, so they're going to talk about his legacy and, and preserving the Marquettes. And uh, that, that I, Ray Harryhausen is one of my favorite things in the world. So that is just great. Um, at 445, though, this is one of the biggest panels is that D23 has two panels at Comic-Con, not counting the satellite event that Aaron's going to. This is the first this is in 6A, which once again, I think is room way too small for this. Um, celebrating 90 years of Mickey Mouse with D23, the official Disney fan club. And so it is all things Mickey Mouse. All things uh-huh. Mickey Mouse. And it's going to be fantastic. Um, so that's supposed to be a really good panel. Um, 6.30, one of the better panels on uh, Fangirls, Sci-Fi Wire, Women Changing in Time, is going to host Michelle Nichols is going to be the headliner on that panel and that's in room You can see Michelle Nichols is going to be a few of these. There's another one on Thursday called at the bridge that she's also going to be on. So you can catch, this might be one of the last major appearances for Michelle Nichols. She's been getting a little bit frail lately. So you want to have a chance to meet Miss O'Hara. Um, this might be it. Um, Another chance to meet Robert Kurtman. He's going to be at the Skybound Entertainment What's Next panel, which is one of those boring, you know, whatever. Here, we got stuff to sell. But Robert Mm -hmm. Kurtman's going to be there, and he's never boring. So that's at 545 at 6 BCF. And then in Hall H, we have one of the biggest panels of the day, and that is Sony Pictures panel. Uh, and they have announced which movies it's going to be, but they still haven't announced the lineup. The movies are going to be Venom and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So we know the movies that they're going to uh, talk <laughs> about. We don't know who from the movies are going to be there. So uh, keep an eye on that. Um, Adam Savage has one of his shows at 645 in Room 60E. Every, always people like that. Um I can move on with that one. Okay. And then at 7 o'clock in the Horton Grand Theater, uh, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas 25th Anniversary Screening with Henry Selznick. That's at 7 o'clock. Um, so once Bob's Burgers and Archer is over, we might all have to see if we can get – we should definitely try to get in the lottery for Aaron. All three of us should. I think we should. I, I know that you're already doing the one event, but you know this one also has this one definitely has Henry Selznick, and that would be really neat to see. Yeah. So, um, seven thirty, we got Hall H. We got um, Dominic Cooper 
and Seth Rogen's also going to be on that on that panel, and that's for AMC's Preacher. Yeah, so that's cool. Mm. Um, and then, uh, of course, and then the sing-along blog, uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog closes out tonight at 9.15 in room CDE, and they're saying that uh, the cast will show up. Like I said, there's three separate single Dr. Horrible events this year. Um, the sing, the one there's the the sing along on the Thursday, the reunion on Friday, which is in Hall H, it's gonna be huge, and then there's the blog. It's is gonna have one. So uh, you have your, you'll have a chance to put your eyeballs up in that. So any questions mm-hmm. about Friday? Friday, Friday. Um, we so should yes. mention Spike and Mike's sick and twisted. Uh, it's <gasps> yeah. very much a, a, a stalwart of Comic Con. You haven't really done Comic Con until you've done Spike and Mike's at least once. Uh, Mike, unfortunately, is no longer with us, but Spike still introduces uh, a, a, a train wreck of series of shorts. Some of them are gross and funny. Some of them are just gross. <laughs> it's never boring. Uh, Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted is well-named. I, I used to go, those were dates for my husband and myself. We, one, one of our earlier dates was to go Spike and Mike Twisted, uh, Sick and Twisted Festivals, and their regular show, too, which was really good. So I, I yeah. love animation, and so anytime I have a chance. Uh, and one of the hottest pa- panels on Saturday morning is in the Indigo Ballroom. That actually is, um, if you can't get into the Warner Hall H panel at 1030, which will feature for sure Aquaman, Godzilla, Shazam, and mm. two more films. Um, Steven Universe is having a huge panel in yeah. the Indigo Ballroom, and they're saying minimum two-hour wait for that. Um, and a little bit less late for U- the Unikitty panel in room 6A, um, <laughs> and Tara Strong will be at that one. So if you can't get into Steven's Universe, you could try the Unikitty and see Sarah, Tara Strong, because we love her. Hall, uh, Ballroom 20 also starts out with a bang. Um, it's weird because there's not much in the middle, but it starts out with a bang and then it ends really strongly. Uh, Black Lightning special video uh, uh, video and Q&A. So they're going to have a special panel on the Black Lightning cast and crew, the brand new show. And later in the day, Arrow and Flash will have back-to-back panels in the afternoon in Ballroom 20. So keep an eye on that. Um, now, one of the hottest tickets in Comic-Con, for some reason, is at 11 o'clock in the Indigo Ballroom, and it's called The Good Place. I don't know shit about this show, but supposedly they, have <laughs> an out, they also have an outside exhibit in the experience. Yeah. Uh, the reason why the panel is going to be hot is because Ted Dance and Kristen Bell and Drew Goddard are all going to be on the panel. So, pretty hot ticket. Um, the other, the hottest anime ticket is My Hero Academia panel with the first time that the creator Kohei Horikoshi or Hokushoi, I don't know, I, I always, Horikoshi, I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I don't know much about the show. My daughter watches it, but it's actually pretty big. So, that panel is supposed to, sell, is supposed to be really, really big. And then it's in 6A at. 11:15. So let's keep uh, now one of the dark horse panels, and I think this one is in a room that's too small for itself. But actually, I think if I was going, I'd go to it. One o'clock is the Stand Against Evil panel in 7A, and that's actually Yay! whole cast going to be there. Um, and uh, Janet, you know, once again, Janet Verney is going to also. She's also we've already mentioned her once on on another panel, so it's another chance to see her. Um, the cartoon voices is at one o'clock and then it'll repeat again on Sunday at the same slot 
They were in six BCF. Um, Super Troopers 2 at 1.30 with Broken Lizard. Yes, they've already, the film's yeah. already been out, but it's in the Horton Grand Theater, and Broken Lizard is always a good time. So I highly recommend that. Um, if you want something a little edgier, Riza, Riza, the Rizza is going to close out, is going to be in Hall H at 245 with a panel of uh, about music, music, uh, movies, music, and art. And Terrence Howard, the actor, will also be on that panel. Uh, oh, nice. Three, yeah. Three o'clock um, in the Indigo Ballroom, once again, in the San Diego Bayfront. Explore the wonders of the universe with Cosmos. So it's the new season of Cosmos. Yay. On this panel includes Neil Ta- DeGrasse Tyson and Seth MacFarlane. So that'll be interesting. Artist uh, Frank Miller will be on the panel, the artist who write in 7AB at 3 o'clock as well. So if you want to see, and actually he's the lead of a bunch of Dark Horse people on that panel. And Dark Horse is always good. Now, if you didn't see Seth MacFarlane in the Neil DeGrasse Tyson panel at 4 o'clock, and this is one I would love to go to. Uh, if, if I could do one panel on Saturday, this is the one I would do. It's the Orville. I love fucking love the <laughs> Orville. I love that show. It's in the Indigo Ballroom at 4 o'clock. Um, at 4 o'clock also in Hall H, Jodie Whittaker makes another appearance. So this is your second chance to see her. And it's, it's Entertainment Weekly's Women Who Kick Ass. So she's a headliner of a yeah. really tall lineup of women panelists. And so that's another way to see Jodie Whittaker if you missed her in the Doctor Who panel. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, we mentioned the Arrow panels. And then Batman, the animated series, also has a panel at 4.15, which includes Kevin Conroy and Bruce Timm. Uh, so they're, they're finally releasing that shit on Blu-ray. Well overdue. Uh About time, the- yeah. The Man in the High Castle will be in room 6A at the same time at 4.15 with Rufus Sewell headlining that panel. Um, the Dark Horse panel of the, of the day is in the Indigo Ballroom. Not much Dark Horse in Indigo, uh, but um, it's a TV Guides magazine fan favorites. Uh, the Winona Earp panels are going to be really full. There's another chance to see the chick from Winona Earp and the only chance if you like Tom Ellis as Lucifer, he's going to be on that panel. Um, Kevin Eastman is doing a special talk at five o'clock in room 23 BC about, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's also supposed to be fun. And then here it is, 515. There's two panels. One is The Purge, the film to television with Jason Blum himself. Okay. That's pretty awesome. That's in 6 BCF at 515. But if you're in Hall H, there's also <laughs> Deadpool panel, and the Deadpool panel includes Ryan Reynolds. They said it's going to be cast, because we know we, they haven't confirmed it yet, but they're pretty sure he's going to be there. And we know the guy from Colossus, is our, the place Colossus, is already going to be on some panels, so he's already in the area. So it, it's pretty, nice. uh, you know, and they're showing in a screening uncut versions of Deadpool. Like this, this is a, 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 like even more uncut than what you saw in, in the theater. So that's all kind so of cool. cool. Um, Matt Groening's Disenchanted is in room 6A at 5.30, Aaron, and I really would love you to go to that yeah. if you could. Um, and then, uh, of course, Hall 8 ends the evening with the Kevin Smith, as it always does. Uh, but <laughs> it's got some stiff competition because Indigo Ballroom has Felicia Day moderating the Magicians panel, which is pretty hot. And then the Winona Earp panel is in room 60E, and that's going to be a huge turnout. At 745, you got some 6BCF, the 25 Years of Nightmare Before Christmas with D20 Fee, the official clan clubs. So that's the second Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Once again, Henry Selznick is going to be at that one. And then 
Indigo Ballroom closes out their night with Twin Peaks and the revival of a cult classic. And they're, they're saying that a lot of people are going to be there. Um, and then, of course, you can go to Crunchyroll and the Deadpool screening <clears> again at, at, at uh, like 10 o'clock at night. So that's Saturday. Sunday is not a lot left, and we got to go soon. But the world premiere of Scooby-Doo is going to be um, Matthew Lillard, Baldi Slay, and Gianna Del Lantis, because it's about gourmet ghosts. Is going to be there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's very kid oriented. Um, Supernatural has their Hall H panel. They open up as usual at 10 o'clock. So that one's always a big. And Riverdale will also be in Hall H at 1145. Cartoon Voices at 1145 in Room 6A. That's the second of the, or the third of the Cartoon Voices. And then, of course, we're all going to try to get into Legion at 215 in Hall H. It's the only Hall H I'm yeah. going to attempt is that one. Uh, last but not least, X-Men, the animated series, 25 years, is at 3 o'clock and 7 A.B. The Harlan Excellent. Ellison panel, good, gets a, you get a complimentary print if you go to Harlan Ellison's goodbye panel. Um, that's at six, uh, room 60E. And then last but not least, the Comic-Con closes with Buffy the Musical. Once more with the feeling sing-along. They've been doing it for a couple of years in room 6 BCS. And that's it. I got through the second schedule. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we don't have time for any other wrap-ups, but if you have any questions, ladies and gentle witches, you can give myself or Aaron a, a call on the P on, or check us out on, on Facebook. We'll answer anything you want to know. Go to the Sexy Witches page. You'll see I've been posting all sorts of shit about Comic-Con under the tents, what's inside. Details, details, go there for details. We do not come back until Tuesday the 31st. Tuesday the 31st of July when we do an hour recap of San Diego Comic-Con, but the second hour will be a preview of Scares That Cares, which I am also being part of, and then I'm actually a panelist. I'm doing the video and NASA panel at 1.30 on the Podroots podcasting track in San Diego, in, San, uh, in Scares That Cares in Williamsburg, Virginia, on, uh, and it's uh, August 3rd through the 5th. So, and my panel's on the 4th. So, all that lot, we'll talk about that more in detail on the 31st. That's when we come back. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for being on the show tonight. Pleasure. Thank and, you. And John Hazel had some technical difficulties with his phone towards the end, but thank you for coming on. I really wanted him to listen so he knew the, because um, once again, this is all a plan of attack. It doesn't mean it's actually going to happen because the best way to enjoy Comic Con is to expect the unexpected. You never know who you'll literally bump into. It could be Robert Rodriguez. Which or George R. R. Martin, you never know. Uh, you know, yep. the elevator sometimes is the best experiences in this thing. I've bumped into most, my, some of my best guest encounters have always been on elevators. All you know, the whole experience, bag collecting, pin trading. I can't wait for it, Aaron. This is going to be a fabulous. I will see you on Tuesday. See you then. All right. Everyone, good film hunting and blessed be. We'll leave you tonight with um, the new cut from Machine Head, their California band that grew up with. A brand new record called Catharsis. This is California Bleeding. Good night. Class. 
Disneyland Highway 5 down to 99 I'm getting hit near the Fresno 